This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. We are going to talk about podcast pitching, which is such a great uh, media opportunity for us, for our clients. And while podcasts can be really fun to listen to while you're waiting to pick up your kids or you're running errands, taking the dog for a walk, um, or you're kind of tidying up the house, they're also a really great tool for getting your client to really engaged, targeted new audiences. And they let your client show off who they are as a founder, a brand, um, share their personality, really express their corporate values, all while having the opportunity to promote upcoming launches, new initiatives that are important to the brand. So it's such a great outlet because reading on a website the audience's attention span is really short, but there's a lot of research that shows that people listen to like 80% or more of podcasts when they check into an episode. So that's a long attention span. So there's a lot of opportunity to share and connect. That's what we love about podcasts is that connection you're able to form. But that's a different type of pitch than a typical uh, media type of pitch. You need your client's founder or maybe an in-house expert to share like a captivating story or some very specific expertise that would be beneficial to a targeted audience that would be on top of their niche expertise. And if you're pitching yourself as an expert in running your digital agency, then things might get a little more complicated. We're gonna talk through that and I'm gonna share my best strategies for successfully pitching your client and yourself for podcast guest spots. First, we're gonna talk about um, how to use podcast pitching to secure your client's guest spot. The first thing you have to do, find those perfect podcasts. I mean, hundreds of thousands of podcasts are out there and um, there might be thousands that are right for you or for your client. And there is some good news in the fact that there are a lot that aren't right. So you can eliminate them right away because you should not be pitching your client as a guest to every podcast that's out there. They have to be a good fit. So anything that isn't connected to your client's niche or their expert or their expertise is an automatic no. And, you know, just take it off the list because, um, if your client, my client's a beauty industry founder, really um, savvy dermatologist, that's uh, part of the board of my LED skincare company, LED device skincare company, they're not the right fit for a, a music industry podcast. So it's like, just because the show is really popular, doesn't mean, you know, obviously it's alignment. So what a good way to start is looking at your clients' competitors to see what podcasts their experts have been featured on. And podcasts that are also hosted by your media contacts publications. Like most of the heritage title publications have their own and even the digital outlets that are really appealing 
their podcasts are out there from these publications. Like Allure is a great fit for my client and they happen to have their own podcasts. We want to communicate to podcast hosts or to their bookers that our guests that we're pitching will be engaging and will create an interesting info-packed episode. They want their listeners to get something out of your chat, something of value, something inspiring, a how-to. So consider how your client could add value to the podcast, whether it's through their deep expertise or a fresh perspective on the industry. Maybe they have a counterintuitive position on something or something that's like a little bit of a, you know, we're going to ruffle some feathers with this, but let's um, get them on to really, you know, kind of shock and then explain. That's always a really great position to go in because it gets people like riveted. Like, why are they saying that? And they go, oh, okay, I can see that. You know, it's that sort of um, that strategy of like coming out with an unpopular opinion um, and then getting people's attention that way. So maybe they share some really cool industry um, innovations that they're working on or their personal experience in building their business. Any kind of fresh perspective in that way where you're disrupting an industry or um, noting industry trends maybe before they're really about to pop on the scene. So giving those listeners an experience when they're listening, because you assume they're on that show because the topic generally resonates with them. So um, your guest is going to be a good fit because they are further sharing something about that niche, that industry, business um, in general. So you are going to uh, create a podcast shortlist. Chat GBT may be helpful with this if you ask it very specifically for certain types of podcasts. Um, and you can get creative with the size of the listenership and um, the topic, the niche, how frequently the episodes are released. Um, do they take guests? You'll see what it comes up with. And you can keep asking it until you get a pretty good starting spot. And then once you have a few, I mean, you can ask it to give you a certain number. Generally, they'll give a list of, you know, 10 or so. But if you ask it for more, see what it comes up with. And you still, uh, with anything that comes out of ChatGPT, you still have to take the time to vet it. Don't just assume if it spits out a podcast that it's absolutely right. They may not... Um, be exactly the right fit for your client. You have to still look, but at least it's a starting place. Another place to go is to our media contacts database. When you enroll in our pitch lab and you do an annual membership, you get a bunch of stuff, including um, two months free, which is great. And then you get access to our contacts database. And I happen to know there are like thousand, like at least a thousand, maybe more podcasts in there. And you can search by niche and our community helps us curate it so that it is up to date and as current as possible. And we think we do a really good job of that. So, uh, so you've got your list and what you need to do is listen to a few episodes of each podcast, get a feel for the tone, the style of the interview. What is the format? Get to know the hosts a little bit, see how they go about interviewing guests um, what's their style? How much time does the guest actually get? Check out the list of the previous guests that they've had 
to learn what kinds of stories they usually tell and if you or your client would actually be a fit. Um, I think having no stories like yours might be a positive or a negative because it might mean that maybe it's a topic they don't really look to cover or it could mean that they haven't found the right guest or you come at it from a fresh perspective and offer up your client to share something that hasn't ever been on the show before, but it's still a fit. They may never have had a topic like your clients or they might have had something similar, which means, okay, they cover this. Then you come in with a unique perspective, um, you know, or if they have featured something similar, again, unique perspective. So I think whether they've had it or not, you can look at it from both sides. As long as you align your pitch, the idea you're sharing about your client to really be something that'll resonate with their audience. So you've got your you know, list and you've done your research. So now you've got to get this pitch ready. So you want to go deep with your client's founder when I, or expert. And when I say expert, um, I've used this example before. But one of my clients is a breast pump company. When we took them on, we implemented an expert strategy and we have um, a doula, all board certified. We have a doula and we have a lactation consultant and they have great personalities, very responsive, extremely knowledgeable. And we have offered them up for expert driven content around topics you know, around breastfeeding, talking about pumps, and whether or not they mention the brand as like a product that would solve a problem, they are always credited in the byline as being the board certified lactation consultant for my client's brand. So while these experts are not part of the company per se, they're not like the marketing director or product innovation, they're on the board, they're consulted, and they are a board certified expert, which gives them credibility. And our media contacts love having access to these people because, um, but, you know, the client's paying them, but they're massively like knowledgeable and very responsive. So if they need something with a quick turnaround, our experts are going to give something that's usable. So we've gotten tons of press using that strategy because the company isn't totally like there isn't anyone there who could come on and give that level of knowledge, expertise, all of that. So um, you might want to consider a paid expert. Another one of my clients is a uh, really kind of high-tech, innovative baby monitor company. And they have just, we have just implemented the strategy with a sleep consultant. So certified sleep consultant. And now we're offering that expert to the media. And it will always refer back to my client's baby monitor company because they are um, a board member expert that uh, gives them insight as they're developing products. Okay, so that's the tie in there. So you want to go deep with your client's founder or that expert and tell a story, right? And so the most, um, you know, effective pitches will know that, you know, really find a way to share that founder's story, or the experts unique approach, their perspective, their um, strategies to solve certain problems that a lot of the listeners might be experiencing. So 
the bio is a really great place to start for really basic details that can kind of help narrow down the podcast search. But this is where you're going to learn about their specific area of expertise, you know, kind of like broad strokes info about how they got to where they are now and some details on their background. And then you can ask them more about it and say, okay, you know, you come at the client and you kind of interview them. We've done this with our founders. We've sat and interviewed them. We've recorded Zoom and asked them a bunch of questions and taken down all of the, you can even have a transcription uh, plug-in or do it after the fact. Rev will do it for really inexpensive um, and get a transcription and use all of that that they shared to kind of pick out the gems that could be really good, compelling podcast interviews. And uh, your client, if your client's expert has done podcasts before, um, sometimes that's part of how they were discovered by your client, um, or they are just a regular guest, you can take those clips, ask them, can we get those clips and start to review them. You also want to kind of look for matching the energy with a podcast host's energy. So a more serious host, somebody that's really like um, kind of intense or like stays on topic and doesn't really have like a playful vibe, it's not gonna mix well with a bright bubbly expert. It's gonna feel really awkward. So that's another thing you wanna keep in mind when you're looking for things to connect your client or their expert with is like that fit on the energy level that also kind of comes along with the, the topic itself, you know? So you also want to meet with your client's expert, get to know them, have a call with them and really dig into the details. Again, you can interview them like you would interview your client, but find those tidbits of information that can lead you to that perfect podcast. So where did they go to college? What university did they attend? Maybe they could be featured on a podcast that's hosted by fellow alumni. Um, maybe the expert has podcasts or your client as the founder have podcasts that they regularly listen to. And maybe there's also low hanging fruit with friends or connections they have that also have podcasts. So get a full picture of what they're looking for with podcast opportunities. Um, you know, this is the opportunity when you sit and chat with them to figure out where they see themselves, where you see them being a good guest. Ask if they'd be comfortable being on a podcast that might highlight a certain aspect of their identity, like female entrepreneurs, people of color that are agency owners, region-based podcasts, LGBTQ small businesses. These are aspects that would make them a fit for certain shows. Maybe they would love to highlight that that unique connection and maybe they're like, you know what, um, that's not really something that I want to highlight. You have to ask these questions and make sure you're pitching them somewhere that they would be comfortable sharing. Make sure they're ready for a remote podcast interview. You have to kind of run through their tech and see what they have. You don't want like feedback. You want them to have a quiet space. So this is where you can step in and say, here's what we suggest. There's inexpensive um, podcasting equipment that sounds really good. Um, the other thing you're doing, once you kind of go deep with their expertise, 
you want to build a compelling story. So we know that podcasts are planning out their content a lot of times months, even sometimes a year in advance. So they may make some changes or updates for major developments in that niche, but they're likely sticking to that content schedule. So you could go one of two routes here. You could create an evergreen story that could fit into the podcast schedule at any moment. So it's just like if they need a guest and it's not anything like seasonal or specifically timely, you could have something that would be a good fit kind of evergreen at any time. Or you could craft a timely story that's tied to events or an upcoming holiday like Pride Month or Labor Day celebrations like, you know, sun safety or um, pool safety over holiday celebrations. But either route you choose, it's a good idea to prep a few topics and, and talking points that your client's expert or the founder of the company could speak on outside of that main story so that you can pitch them as a resource for any podcast if they need an expert to weigh in. So think about that specific expertise and where they could provide value no matter when the podcast host or their booking, their guest booker gets back in touch with you. They may say, hey, we are looking to do a story on this recent study that just came out. Could they comment on that? Um, because you've pitched them and you've said, I have this expert and this is uh, a list of the topics they could cover. Um, they might reach out to you proactively and say, you know what, we want them to weigh in. So you want to build a story that no matter when it's told, if it's evergreen or very specific, timely right now, it's going to benefit the podcast listeners. It's going to add something useful, something inspirational, something informative, something similar to when you're pitching an expert for TV. And the podcast pitch should also include a brief bio of that expert or the founder's bio, depending on who you're pitching, but you can tweak it to fit that story that you're telling. So you want to highlight those most relevant details like a newly launched product that they developed. If they're really coming on and talking about innovation in their industry. Maybe they have a book that they just launched or a recent award that they won that highlights that expertise and they can come in and talk more about not the award, but that gives them credibility and it makes it a little bit timely, but you can update the bio to reflect that um, so that they have that credibility when the host uh, tees them up as the expert. You also can highlight some personal details that the host can relate to. So maybe they both love hiking. Um, the expert is, you know, just got back from uh, Antarctica. And, you know, you see that the podcast host also loves to travel. You can update that so that there's at least something conversational that the host could say, oh, like I can dig my, you know, sink my teeth into that because I love to travel too. So that's a great way is like kind of look at the bio and see. That's why the interview that you do with them in advance on a Zoom, you ask questions, you can uh, get more information that might be of a personal nature. You can ask them, what are your hobbies? Um, what's like a little known fact people don't, you know, would it be surprised to know about you? Um, questions that get to know them a little bit might find these little gems. The founder bio should also let them know right away that this guest is right for the podcast. You know, so that you're really conveying, you know, that we listen to the show, we know 
what the topic is and this person is the right fit. They're not, we're not spray and pray. This is actually aligned. We listen, we get it, you know? So um, really fine tune the bio so that it's short and sweet and clear that they are the right type of guest for the show and outline their credibility in the bio. So put this in a separate section, maybe at the end of the pitch, but you want to list out those credentials and the brand info, like any relevant financials, like some private companies won't share actual financials, but you can get like percentage of growth over time or how big their team has grown over time, or maybe they have a large social media following or a large email list, um, any links to their website, social media pages, because you want them to be able to quickly look and vet and find that guest and see, maybe they want to see, is there anything controversial that they're posting about? Or, you know, is there anything there that we could do a bit of research and see what their presence is? Or maybe they have a really large audience and that would be compelling to a podcast host because you can convey that you're going to share the episode with their audience of X million people so that they get some additional reach for the show. And then if your expert or your client as the founder has done podcasts, TV, or radio, you can either create a reel, or if they're kind of impressive shows that are credible in the industry and really show that they have been selected by these well-respected shows as a credible and well-respected guest, <laughs> too much well-respected, but you get what I'm saying. Um, you can include direct links. So um, just like our usual pitches, and we really stress this a lot in the pitch lab, your podcast pitching also needs to be personal. You want to make connections. Um, specifically podcast hosts, th there's like a personal aspect that's so deeply tied to them. They want to have real human interactions with their media partners. They want to make those real connections. So make sure the pitch opens with a personal greeting, just like it would with your other contacts. Podcasts specifically are very personal. So you want to match that with personal pitches that really make that connection right off the bat. You want to show them throughout that email that the pitch is only for them. So highlight why you think your client would be a good fit for their specific show, you know, call out past podcast episodes that are relevant to your client. Um, you know, you're really showing them that you listened, you know, their audience, you know, their topic, um, and explaining that your client would bring a similar topic with a different perspective or similar caliber of expertise to the show. And if you're stuck on who to reach out to, look at the show notes of the most recent and the last few most recent episodes. They may be read out at the end of the episode or included in the episode's description. And there you can find a list of everyone who works on the, sh on the show. So that could be the host or the producer. Those are your best bet to send a pitch to. And then from there, you can kind of start to do your little sleuthing and your digging. Search for the professional email on their LinkedIn or their website. If you're not connected to them, or maybe you reach out and try to make a connection. And if you're not, it's a little tricky to get their website from LinkedIn, but we have used Signal Hire and you'll get five free credits where they will 
give you access as if you are a connection or you're on the paid version of LinkedIn to get their personal email. So Signal Hire will allow you to find those right email contacts and uh, be able to start sending those specific pitches. You know they're getting to the right person. So there you can also check out the podcast social media pages and maybe they tag their host or they tag their producing team, which will make your search easier. So you know who to reach out to. You have your ideas for your experts and for your clients, founders, or somebody internal at the company to talk on these podcasts. But let's talk about you. You guys, my friends, you need to also be pitching yourselves to get on podcasts as an expert because we all know we're experts. We're experts in what we provide as a service to our clients and our digital agencies and the niches that we have chosen. So we are also really good guest content, guest material. So here's how you can think about pitching yourself. Um, It just helps so much. It helps to share your expertise, maybe reach a different audience to see what resonates, what parts of your story really resonate, to really be surprised with yourself. Like how surprised were you when you were on the podcast with your level of expertise and your ability to just flow with no notes because you truly are an expert at what you do. You don't have to get the questions in advance. You can just have a real conversation because you know your stuff. And the audience is going to hear that and feel that connection and know that you're the real deal. And they're going to like your personality. So your client's podcast shortlist might be even a good match for your own podcast search. But maybe your interests don't line up. As a digital agency owner, you want to show off your entrepreneurial expertise as well as the business and the services that you provide. And I love being on business-focused podcasts, and um, I feel like that's a really good kind of way to go here, especially ones that will highlight, regularly highlight entrepreneurs that are in your niche. So um, we want you to search for podcasts that are really tailored to your entrepreneurial peers, other PR pros or social media marketers, freelance writers, and um, also with your niche and the kinds of clients that you want to serve, you may come on and let's say I want to be connecting with beauty entrepreneurs. I might pitch myself to Los Angeles, knowing that it is a beauty podcast. They don't always have, they usually have founders of beauty brands on as guests, but maybe I could come on and pitch our step-by-step process for securing press in uh, beauty beauty coverage for in top tier outlets for beauty companies and pitch myself as an expert there. And now I'm totally aligned with my target client and then showing them all the razzle dazzle of like, we look what we know how to do. So that's another way to go about it. Um, you want to put, you want to also go through that process of vetting and look at the potential podcast the same way that you would do that for your clients. You want to listen to a few, see if you'd get along with those hosts. Do you really connect with them? Do you feel like, oh yeah, that'd be really cool to talk to them and kind of share what I know. You need that chemistry because that's where the conversation flows and it's not awkward and you feel like you're really shining and it's just great and it's over in two seconds and you're like, oh my God, that was so fun. And if you get that gut feeling in your 
stomach, right? Like trust that feeling that something's right for you. Put it on your list and go after it. You know, think of the shows that you listen to and um, how you can add value to those shows. And then you want to connect with the podcast host online. So you want to treat them like any new media relationship and connect online, get your name in front of their in front of their eyes, share their content, engage with them regularly on social, follow them if their pages are public. And then you want to leave value-driven comments and like and share their stories and their posts frequently so that they're seeing you and they see that you are engaged and you are adding value. So just posting something is great, but add your two cents. Add something that shows you're connected, you're listening, you're reading, you're sharing something that resonated so that there's actual value that you're adding in resharing their content. And then we know that the more you engage with them online, the easier it's gonna be for that host to recognize your name when you send that pitch. And having that familiarity with the show and being able to show the host that you're a true fan, not just of the podcast, but of them, and you wanna offer your expertise to their audience. You're not just looking for a quick media win, but you are an engaged, connected, consistent fan of this show. And the host can visit your social pages and show the value that you are already providing to your audience. And they're going to want those juicy stories for their listeners too. So if you're sharing something on social that gives a personal look into what you know how to do or how you started your business or what it's like to be a mom and an entrepreneur, and that's what they cover, they're going to see there that you are very aligned with, they, with what they already are covering and talking about on the show. And then you're pitching your unique perspective. So you pitch clients all the time. I know that pitching yourself can be a big adjustment. Why is it the hardest thing in the world to write our own bios or write our own copy for our websites? You know, yeah, you can get on a podcast and just riff on a topic when someone's interviewing you, which is why we often recommend if you're stuck writing about yourself, have somebody interview you and then turn that into something because it's easier to just flow when you're asked questions, but it's a lot harder when you're pitching yourself. So you want to shift the focus onto your unique talents, your stories, your experiences. Um, and like I said, if you are struggling, you're like, I, I don't know, like what, if, you know, it's so easy. Everybody, um, takes for granted what they know how to do that's super easy, comes easy to them. They just think it's easy for everyone, but it's not. You know, you have to think of the things that people are always asking you about, sharing your expertise on certain things so that you can start to look at those topics that people come to you for, that you're known for, that you are truly an expert in. And um, if you're stuck, have a team member or a close friend brainstorm the topics that you can talk about, have them interview you on Zoom and um, record it. And also look to your previous social media posts or any blogs or agency case studies that have resonated. Like people are like, oh my God, that's so awesome. Or you look at a case study and you're like, we crushed it. That was really awesome. And there was like a very specific, unique thing we did that really converted well. 
I would love to talk about that. And I have a great example because that case study really shows that it works and that we are good at what we do. Um, you know, look at any social media posts that got a ton of engagement or a lot of comments and people really talking about their experience on top of what you shared. Those are the topics that because they've resonated before, probably will again. And podcasts are always featuring entrepreneurs. Like this is something that people are either in the middle of starting a business or running a business, or they're thinking about it. And entrepreneurs sharing their journey, their struggles, and then their ultimate success. It's really inspiring. And it's also great how-to content. So you need to figure out what makes you unique to land yourself on a podcast. They're looking for that valuable and meaningful content. So even if it's that simple classic formula of X number of things I've learned as an entrepreneur structure, you can still put your unique twist on it. It has to be a story that only you could tell. Um, I had an example once I was asked to speak at um, an EO group. And it was all bros. It was like they were broing out and they were like, you know, very like in their custom bespoke suits and like, you know, just, oh, my Lamborghini's in the shop. So um, a lot of them were entrepreneurs and I was trying to help them come up with their unique story angles. And there was a, a gentleman there who was like a jujitsu expert. And um, I said, you know, what, and he was also like running in a brokerage firm. Um, and I said, well, is there anything tied to your martial arts experience and your training that has influenced your investing philosophy or the strategies that you implement for your clients? Like, is there a discipline or a focus or some, something there that you have applied from your martial arts over in your business? And he's like, actually come to think of it. And I thought that was such a unique perspective that only he could provide, you know, because he had this, like, he was a very well, um, you know, respected, like, jujitsu, I don't know, master, like he had won competitions and stuff. So it wasn't just like a hobby. But that those strategies he learned that focus that discipline applied to his investing philosophy and that was a really I thought good angle that kind of tied everything together that put a unique twist on his story so look for those ideas um that may come to you like I um like I have a friend who's an attorney who tries one new thing every single month she has committed to trying one new thing. It could be um, throwing pottery or taking salsa dancing or uh, getting trained in French cuisine or jumping out of an airplane. Like every month she does something and she will ask people for suggestions and she has committed to it. And like, that's super cool because she can talk about the different experiences she's had stepping out of her comfort zone and maybe how that applies to growing her legal practice um, and the insights she's been able like to connect with her uh, clients because she now has all these different perspectives she never would have had if she hadn't committed to these monthly new adventures. Um, think of something along those lines. And you also want to be patient and flexible like any pitch. So to land a pitch, you need to stick the landing on the follow-up. And podcast timelines and pitching, they tend to be a bit more stretched than usual um, print and digital pieces. So instead of following up with the host after a day or two, kind of wait a week and reach out again. 
because they're doing the podcast pretty much part-time. They may not have the bandwidth to get to your email quickly. They're maybe doing one show a week and they're booking way out in the future. And so they're in a process that's a little bit more drawn out. So after the initial follow-up, reach out again after another week or send the pitch anew a few months later. Um, try a new angle, try a new idea, try a timely relevant topic that might be coming up in the future. You could go at it if you're like, I know I need to be on the show. I love it. I listen to it. I'm a really good fit. Keep at it until you find something that resonates or you might want to move on to the next potential podcast. So it's important to be flexible. Like we tell our clients, um, podcasters have pretty unpredictable schedules. Sometimes, probably most of the time, their content calendars have been set in stone for months. And um, we have had podcast interviews that book for six months from now and the show will air six months from that. So we'll like pitch and then a year later the episode comes out. It happens. So you have to be ready to schedule your interview possibly months from now if it's necessary. And then also keep in mind time zones that might come into play. So you wanna be flexible with that interview time and be willing and able to record when it works best for the host's schedule. So um, that's what I have for you guys today. If you need some help, we have podcast pitching as an entire um, module content stack inside of the Pitch Lab and we're here to help you. Well, thank you so much for being here. I hope everyone is doing well, having a great week. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to up-level your pitching skills so that you can provide stellar services to your clients, you should think about joining the Pitch Lab. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So the Pitch Lab is this awesome, incredible monthly membership experience where you will get the proven formula for crafting PR pitches that actually convert and get tons of strategic, timely pitch angles so you never run out of pitch ideas again. Oh, and you also get access to incredible monthly execution plans that save you hours of time and include irresistible pitch angles that the media cannot ignore. With relevant and timely strategies and topics for PR coverage during current events, holidays, monthly awareness observances, say that fast three times, seasonal events, and more, you'll be able to create PR content that makes your clients stand out, even if you are new to PR. So check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune into next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.